Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what happened when it seemed that spirits made themselves known during a family camping trip? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. And EPP, as we call them, sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories to get in on all of that. It's uh, Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's the 9th of December as this airs. Yes. So we're, uh, we're you know. It's, we're around the Christmas time. Yeah, we got about, uh, about 16 more days to, well, 16 today to Christmas Day. Uh, but Christmas Eve is my favorite. That's where you, that's where we always did the presents and that's where we do the presents. I, I like uh, Christmas Day because that's when Santa comes. Yes, it's Santa does come on Christmas Day. Um, but I like the family presents. Those are always yeah. my favorite. Um, just and we get the food and all that. And it's like there was more there was more to the event of Christmas Eve than Santa. Because Santa's like, boom, gifts. And then you're just like, all right. And then, you know, everybody just kind of goes into their own mode of what they're going to do. And yeah, but um, yeah, I like I like the lead up. I don't, the opening of gifts with all the appetizers. I don't understand like uh, giving gift cards as gifts. It's the easy way out. <laughs> exactly. And, well, and and I mean, sometimes it all depends on the person. There are some people I really would have no clue what to get them other than a gift card. And that's all they truly ever say they want is a gift card. But there are people and, and that's where you, it's like just knowing who you're talking to and who you have relationships with. Knowing if that person is a gift card person. Or a gift person. I, I'm a gift person because it, then it shows that the part that the person giving the gift took time into thinking about what what the other person would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and that's true. Um, there's just some people that I think no matter what gift you get them, uh, a lot of times it's going to be well they wanted to pick that out themselves. So gift cards like the better way. There, yeah. there there's not the appreciativeness and. And, and some people are just like that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just a preference. And that's where you just got to go gift card person or gift person. And that makes all the difference in, in the impact that a gift you, you get if you, for getting a gift or giving a gift. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I actually picked up three things today for you for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had to get the oil changed. And I wandered around, uh, I went into the Walmart and did that. And uh, then I wandered around the store and I found three very unique things that you're never going to guess what you're getting. So. A mouse? <laughs> a parrot? No, there's no mice. No mice and parrots at the. Uh, <laughs> at fish? They used to have fish. I don't think they do anymore, though. Um, a raccoon? Uh, no, no, uh, no living animals uh, in the uh, in the lineup. Uh, let's go to our first story of the day. 
says, what happened when it seemed that spirits made themselves known during a family camping trip? That's what we're going to be answering here as we jump into the story. It says, hey, guys, I'm attaching a story as a file. Uh, okay. Uh, my daughter and I were meeting my father for a camping trip as he had three siblings pass away in four months. After getting lost and driving miles out of the way, she yelled at mom. I know where we are. There's a cemetery over there. She had been there once before when she was eight with her grandfather and great uncle who did the trip every year. She said there were only a couple of graves that she wanted to stop and say hello to the, pe <coughs> the people there as they hadn't had company for many, many years. And that her grandfather but would maybe say hello. We finally found the camping area. There are three spaces, two spots together on a small hill next to a dam about 50 feet away. And with a third spot that's up the road, maybe 100 yards, it sits at the boat launch. When we first arrived, we set up tents. We went fishing. But my daughter said, hey, there's someone standing next to the sign. It was a sign in front of the campsite stating the name of the dam. I really didn't pay too much attention as she sees a lot of people who are not there. I said, it's probably nothing as there's a grave up at the boat launch of someone who drowned when the dam was built. We finally did get to bed. My daughter and I in one tent, my father and the other. We both had cots to sleep on because I'm old and don't want to sleep on the ground. I said to her, my bed is vibrating. And she said it had to be the dam moving the cot, but it was moving in a circular motion and not just shaking back and forth or vibrating. She finally said hers was shaking too, but thought it was because we were so close to the dam. The next morning, we asked my father who also had a cot, and he said his didn't move. They went to the store. I stayed up to clean breakfast before we were going fishing again. I also saw someone standing next to the sign. He was wearing jeans, and I only had a glimpse of him, but I realized what I was seeing and looked back. There was another camper in the site next to us, but he had left and there was no one walking there, as it's so remote. They returned and we fished until dark, ate marshmallows, and finally gave up and went to bed about 10. I was on the cot, half covered in the sleeping bag, attempting to sleep, but something was pulling the sleeping bag down towards the end of the cot. I pulled it up and then it was pulled down again. Eventually, I gave up, threw him on my other blanket over myself, and left the bag at the end of the cot. The tent was small, two cots just fit with no extra room and the cot for the bag to fall on its own. The next morning, our last day, I stayed in bed a little longer than everyone else. Just as I was getting up, I realized who had been doing all the antics that happened all weekend. My father, my oldest daughter and son-in-law had been to the exact same campsite a couple of weeks before to spread my uncle's ashes over the dam. My daughter and I were supposed to meet them there, but had gotten lost and never made it. That week in the necklace that my daughter has that holds his ashes disappeared and she couldn't find it anywhere that when she got home from our misadventure, it was lying on the nightstand next to her bed. It was a bad trip with two flat tires and a call to AAA, which were there before the phone was connected. That's another story. But I think it may have been my family member. Why would a family member shake, pull down her sleeping bag, and just, like, 
to let you know you're there. I mean, like, it's like wake up, wake up. You've never had to deal with that because I don't, I don't do that dad thing to you. My dad did that when I would get up in the morning. I, or he would wake me up in the morning. Time to get up. Time to get and he'd shake the bed and all that. And it's like it's just annoying as hell. So I've never done that to you because I I absolutely detested that. And you're pretty good about getting up on your own. Yes, because I have alarms. Uh-huh. I have like 50 alarms in my room. Yeah. Yeah, you're good at that. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I, maybe it's just the personality. That would be my guess. And especially seeing the, the person and the ashes that were just spread. It, it all really kind of comes together and makes the most sense. But it's like in the middle of the night, like, wake up, wake up. Yeah, I guess that's what they're doing. That's what the ghosts are up to these days. <laughs> Waking their children up. Let's go to uh, another letter. It says, hello, my name is Jamie. I am from Arkansas. Uh, this is an encounter I and my mother had. We were at home and rarely had ever had an experience. I'm a paranormal fan, but this sort of thing terrifies my mother. I didn't get her side of the story until two days later. I didn't tell my mom because this sort of thing scares her. One night she was asleep in bed and woke with a bad feeling. There was a man she couldn't quite make out standing at the side of her bed. She couldn't move. He just stood there staring at her. She was terrified. She closed her eyes but could still see them. She looked away, then looked back, and she was still there. He was still there. She did this a few times, hoping he would disappear or she would wake up or something, but she was definitely not asleep. He stood there about 15 minutes before he disappeared and she could move again. My side of the story, this happened the same night. I woke up and couldn't move. A man stood at the side of my bed and looked down at me and looked angry, like very angry, like he wanted to hurt me. Then he started screaming. It wasn't audible, though. I didn't hear it as much as I could feel it, like a wave of hate. Then his face started melting like he was burning in a fire and his skin was turning to liquid. It resembled something like Freddy Krueger, all red and black and scarred and hideous. I felt more scared than I ever had in my life, and I don't scare that easy. This lasted only a few minutes and he disappeared. I didn't sleep again that night. It wasn't until later when Mom told me what had happened to her that I realized it was the same night. So it's probably the same entity. So a little more information. I love to listen to stories of ghosts and demons and have always... Heard that it can attract bad things to you. So I always say prayers over my family and home. This night, however, I hadn't. I forgot sometimes when I've had a long night at work and had even taken down my crosses. I keep up over doorways. I was doing some cleaning and took them all down. Will not happen again after that night. So maybe something had been attracted to us and I gave it a chance to get in. Haven't happened again, thankfully, and I did a religious cleansing that weekend in every room and replaced all the crosses, St. Michael's Prayer and the Lord's Prayer, and the Holy Water. Okay, well, that's a little demonic. You don't want something screaming in your face, looking angry and melting away. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that on Sesame Street? What? I think I saw that there once, right? Is that where you learned it? <laughs> no. Like Sesame Street After Dark or I something? I learned it on Dateline. Oh, on Dateline. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where to learn everything. That where, uh, I feel like I learn more from Dateline than I do school. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, you know, you're going to be well-educated, you know? I'm going to be very well-educated. You'll never get murdered because you're going to be totally, like, like the odds on that girl, like, because she knows everything about all these killers. Like, like someone looks at you the wrong way. He's a murderer right there. Get, get him. Get him. Yeah, he murder. Yeah. He murderer. That'd be great. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go over to another caller. Hi. Hey, guys. It's me, Alexis, again. I have just called and left you my family's background story and a tiny little story from my childhood, but now I thought I'd share with you what I consider to be the worst thing that has ever happened to me and my immediate family. Uh, so it started out that we... We had moved from our house, which was in Oklahoma City, and wanted to be closer to my stepdad's mother so that my mom would have more access to help during the day with my two siblings and just a generally better school system than Oklahoma City is. So we moved to Mustang, Oklahoma, which for me, who had grown up in the city my whole life, was a shock because we moved to Mustang and this was probably 13 years ago. So there was literally like houses and a 7-Eleven and a Walmart and that was it. Nothing to do for a teenager at the time. But, you know, we lived in a nicer house than we lived in in the city. So I was okay with it because honestly, I was always an introvert and it's not like I really went out much anyways. But the house seemed normal enough, uh, just a nice three-bedroom house. And then things started to happen almost immediately after we moved in. The first thing that really should have been a big sign for us was my mom had this, uh, I don't know how to really describe it other than it would be like a like how a folder opens and closes, but it was wood. And on the inside, it had a picture of Mary on one side and a picture of Jesus on the other side. And she had gone to put it up on our mantelpiece. And she would put it up there, and then we would leave for a little bit and come back, and it would be on the ground closed all the time. You know, you just chalk it up to, okay, maybe the house is a little unlevel. Maybe the mantel just isn't quite even, easy enough to push away. But then after that, at night I would wake up, but I wouldn't be awake, which I guess you would think of it more as a sleep paralysis that I would be in, except for I didn't see shadow people or anything like that. I saw flashes of light. It looked like the damn paparazzi was in my bedroom. I would be there frozen with my eyes open and just these lights flashing all around me for what felt like an eternity. But I just kind of brushed it off, you know, thinking, okay, maybe it was just a dream because I don't know about anybody else, but usually when I have sleep paralysis or something like that, I eventually just fall back to sleep. And the next day I'm like, well, was that a dream or was that me being awake? 
And then uh, there was the one time that I was home, and I thought that my stepdad was home with me. And my mom and siblings I know had, like, left to go visit my stepdad's mother. And so I'm, like, walking around the house, and I walk past my parents' bedroom, and I see the back of my stepdad's head, and it looks like he's doing laundry. And I'm like, hey, Blake, what's up? And he doesn't respond to me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I guess maybe he's listening to music, and I just can't see his headphones. And then my family gets back home, you know, and... I see my stepdad walk in with my mom and my siblings, and I'm like, hey, where'd you go? I was like, I saw you earlier, and he was like, no, I went, I decided to go with them today. So I'm just kind of shocked. I'm like, well, then who did I see folding the laundry in the bedroom? And they couldn't really give me an answer, and yet again, I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just shake this off too. And then came one day when my little sister, who at the time was probably three or four, and she's crying. And I'm wondering what's up, and my cousins are in town, and she's talking to my cousin, and my cousin asks her, you know, what's wrong? And she tells my cousin that there's a man in our house that's been telling her to do bad things. And so my cousin, who was probably just a couple years younger than me, so probably 11, 12 years old, goes and tells my mom, you know, that my sister has been seeing this man who's telling her to do bad things. And so my mom and my uncle, who are thankfully in tuned to the paranormal, as I've said before, like how my whole family is. And so they sit her down and they ask her some questions and they're like, well, what does this man look like? And she tells them, you know, this three, four-year-old tells them that he is essentially dressed in what looks like old-timey clothing from what would have been around the time of, like, the land run. And she says that it's not just the man that she sees, but she sees a woman in our who likes to garden in our flower bed. But she doesn't look like anything. She's just all black. But you, she can see that she has a long dress on, uh, but no defining facial features, just almost like she was a shadow. Uh, and then she says there's a little boy who likes to play with their toys. And that little boy has a big red spot on his chest. Uh, and it's weird that whenever she said the toy thing, because we had had multiple instances where toys would just go off in the middle of the night for, like, no reason. But you just think maybe there was something that shifted in the room and it knocked that toy and they went off. But now my family's thinking, okay... It was probably this little boy. And so the more they ask my sister about this, you know, and the more detail she gives them, they ask her, well, what kind of bad things was this man telling you to do? And she says that he tells her that she needs to kill her family. And again, it's crazy because she's three or four years old. What three and four year old is thinking about these things? And then they question my little brother, who at the time was probably two, three years old. And he corroborates my sister's story. 
he tells them the exact same details about this man that my sister was telling them. So at this point, my family is sufficiently freaked out. We go back home and try to pretend like nothing is happening, but things pick up. The instances in the house just become more insane. And so now, at this point, my mom has consulted with my uncle, and they find a paranormal team that will come out and check out our house and do all of these things. So they get in touch, and they come out to our house, and they end up investigating and getting some EVPs and all of this stuff. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to go home and look over the evidence, and then we'll send it to you in an email. So we're waiting at home for this to come, and then one day my mom is just in the kitchen, and something drops on her arm. And she, like, touches it and smells it, and it smells like sulfur. And apparently sulfur is a sign of demons or the devil if it comes out of absolutely nowhere. And so my mom is freaked out by this, and she decides that, well, maybe we need to go stay with my aunt and uncle for a while while this is happening. And so we go to stay with my aunt and uncle, and while we're gone, my stepdad apparently just loses himself, and time and uh, physically harms my mother, and just she says that his eyes were basically black. His pupils were so dilated from this instance, and he has no recollection of it the next day at all, nothing. He doesn't remember asking my mom where his guns were or any of this other stuff. So at this point, my family's just kind of done. We're like, okay, well, we're going to leave. And so we pack up everything. We leave almost all of our furniture behind because my parents are really into, like, vintage mid-century furniture. My mom's like, if anything is attached to this stuff, we're going to leave it, and we're just going to start fresh. And so I'm walking out to our car with a box of things, and I hear this just what sounds like multiple people whispering in my ear all at once. And I just drop my box and I'm crying on the ground. And I don't know why I'm crying, probably half fear and half because I was just overtaken by emotion. And it looks like my time is running out uh, in minutes, but it turns out that one of those people that was there as the investigators, uh, she showed up late so she didn't get the prayer and apparently had emailed my mother about how now her daughter at her home was seeing this same man at the end of her bed at night. And I don't, I don't know what happened after that. I had never really asked my mom. I was just happy to be out of that god-awful house and moving on with life. But little did we know, the, our next house was also a little bit haunted, or we had some residual something, so I'll call back with more of that. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed my story, and talk to you later. A, a three- or four-year-old child should not be told to kill their family. Yeah, that's usually not a, a, a something that comes up. That's like Amityville yeah. horror stuff. Yeah. Get a priest. A priest? A priest. Okay, a priest. Okay, yeah. I don't know what a priest uh, would be. <laughs> I, I don't know what that would be. I don't know. Like a Capri Sun. A Capri Sun? But with holy water. Oh, wouldn't that be great? That'd be amazing. <laughs> if Capri Sun started selling <laughs> holy water. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking over there? Water. 
water? I got a Capri Sun. I have a Capri Sun too. But why is it water? It's not just water. It's holy water. You just like start splashing it on your friends and they start like sizzling. <laughs> like, like the power of Christ compels you. And you start doing an <laughs> exorcism at recess. <laughs> that would just be <laughs> uh, probably grounds for dismissal. A priest. Uh, <laughs> I, should but, uh, I should search up if there's like holy water uh, Capri Suns. I'm sure there's not holy water Capri Suns, but I, I believe there's places you can buy it, or you can get it for free from your local Catholic church. Um, that a priesta, would... a priesta, every loves a priesta. Interesting. Yeah. A priesta. <laughs> I, I don't know what... Uh... Like the Capri Suns okay. for Catholic kids. <laughs> Let's go to our next caller. Hi. Hey, Tony, this is Jessica from Pennsylvania. Uh, it's been a very long time since I've called. Um, and I actually wanted to call and tell you this last year, and I completely forgot. And I'm catching up on the show uh, now, and it made me remember that I never did call you and tell you this story. So here we go. It's not really a ghost story. It's more like, well, that was a hell of a coincidence, and I thought you'd appreciate it. So... um Last year, I was working my second shift job, um, and I was just minding my own business, doing my job, listening to, I think it was your podcast or it was somebody else's podcast, I don't remember who, and it just like, for no reason, I started thinking about the woman that y'all would refer lovingly to as the dish lady, the woman that called in a story and it sounded like she was doing dishes in the background. <clears throat> And uh, she called back later and said, oh, no, that, yeah, that, there was nothing. I don't know what that was about. Something's been trying to stop me from telling the story. And I also, I think in that same thought process, I was like, you know who hasn't called in for a while? Cisco. I haven't heard from her in a really long time. Like, I hope she's doing okay. And, like, either the next episode I listen to of this show or the next couple episodes I listen to, I think the dish lady called in with another story, um, which I was like, well, that's wild. Holy crap. And then, like, like I said, I can't remember if it was the same episode or if it was a couple episodes, like, back-to-back -back that I listened to. You said that you were getting ready to have a conversation with Cisco. And I was just like, okay, that's, that's really strange that I was just thinking about these two very specific people. And then within a couple of days after I thought about them both, you mentioned them or they were mentioned or they were on the show, like within that same week. And I just thought that was wild. And I told my husband about it and he was like, you should call and tell Tony. And I said, yeah, I think I will. And then I never did because 2020 was a disaster and um i forgot how to do anything apparently so i'm calling now and i i hope it makes it on the show if it does awesome if it doesn't that's okay uh you guys are great i love that i still love this show i really really do and um you know i just i'm right now it's it's like three weeks from thanksgiving 2021 and i just you know whenever this comes about i hope 
your week, day, month, whatever is going really well. And I hope your listeners are having a great day, week, month as well. And I just wanted to call and tell you that. So thanks so much, Tony. I love the show. And I'll call back sometime uh, later and tell you about the haunted school that I walk that, that I work in. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. Have an, have an awesome rest of your week and I'll call in later. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that story. Well, that's a weird coincidence. I think it's more than a coincidence. There's so many weird things like that with this show where the, the shows kind of create their own themes and things like that. I remember that week. Uh, this was probably about a year ago, I think, when that episode was recorded, or at least. Um, and it was uh, in like one week. There was two people that we hadn't talked to in a while, Cisco. Uh, and, um, the dish lady, like I never, ever planned on hearing from the dish lady ever again. Um, and then out of nowhere, she just kind of called up and like, that was interesting. Um, I, I don't remember the exact, um, uh, like I said, month or day to that show, but it was like all in the same week. And I was kind of dumbfounded that we had those two things kind of back to back as well. And it's interesting that there, she was wondering, um, you know, about those people. Do you know do you don't do you know about the dish lady? No. <laughs> okay. This is uh in, this is your real ghost stories online history lesson for today. <laughs> um so early early on in the show, so like when you were a baby, um there was this person who called in and she was telling a story. Uh, I don't remember the the whole story was about honestly because I was so distracted because it sounded like she was putting dishes away. I mean, it was like distinctive. You just, you know what that sound is. Yeah. And and I was really getting irritated because it's like, come on. I mean, you're on the phone. You're like at like a five to seven minute call going here. Can you please, you know, have a little courtesy and don't, you know, be doing loud banging things right next to the the receiver. Um, and and I, I kind of said something like that on the air. Um and I said, I wish I could do more about your story, but I just, I was far too distracted. Um, she called back and she said that she's having this problem whenever she's trying to communicate with anybody or talks about this. They're getting these weird sounds that are so distracting over the phone that you never really make out what she's saying correctly. Um, she was not putting dishes away. She was not doing anything. Um, and it was going on and on in her life for quite a while her friends eventually had called in and there was a time where she was kind of despondent and, you know, just really not being herself. And they were very concerned. Um, but I know things did turn around and got better. It was a, I think I remember her saying it was kind of a darker time in her life, but, um, it, you know, it, it really, it got scary for her, but dish lady is because of the dishes that were never there, which I found to be very, Weird. Yeah, if I ever find that audio, it's on one of the early, early, early episodes. I'll uh, I'll play that for you, um, or you can find it when I'm dead and you go back and listen to everything every single day. I ex- I expect to be the only thing you know that you saw in your podcast player. <laughs> you know, after I'm gone, it's like you're listening to date. No, you're just listening to dad. That's all. Kind of weird. Yeah. Are you gonna listen to me when I'm dead? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> Don't, don't be so excited. <laughs> Not that you're excited for me to die, but uh, you should be excited to listen to me when I die. That's the... Uh... Dad, I always listen to you. I know. That's true. And you'll, you'll end up hearing a lot of stories about your uh, uh, younger years 
uh, that we had talked about on the air. Um, so you'll hear some of your own adventures, which would be kind of interesting. Yeah. And then when you pop up on uh, Halloween every year, <laughs> that's always fun. Uh, all right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Uh, if you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you want more Real Ghost Stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.